0: blog talk radio good morning you are listening to NABWIC, the national association of black women in construction blog talk radio show founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry nabwick is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members Good
1: morning. This is Ursula Odom, and I'm going to be your host today. Now, they say that once you ride a bike, um, you always know how to ride a bike. We will find out today, because I have not done this in quite a while, and you know Ms. Jada Williams has stepped it up a notch. She is an incredible host, but she's off doing something else today. And so I'm going to be filling in, asking questions of our incredible guest this morning, Miss Janelle Hatch. Um, but in the studio, we also have Mr. Gerald Barnes and Jackie Perry. Miss Tonya, I don't know your last name. Tonya, she's also someone that is um, working with us on Blog Talk Radio. She's a um, hostess in training, and you'll get to hear her and Jackie and Mr. Barnes as well as Miss Janelle. So let's get this party started, Started as they say. Also, our master builder is building around this world somewhere. Where in the world is Anne McNeil? She's traveling, doing all kinds of wonderful things, and we will hear about it when she comes back or if she pops in. Okay, so with that being said, our guest today is Ms. Janelle Hatch, and she's a master electrician who, has a small business, who is a small business owner of QB Electric LLC and a power plant operator at JEA, a city-owned municipality in Jacksonville, Florida. So I know why Ms. Jackie likes her. She's from Jacksonville, Lord of mercy. So we're going to hear about her today, and you'll hear more about what her story is from her. So um, before we get started, we're going to have a short commercial and then after that, Ms. Jackie will tell you news with news.
0: I'm Shanice Bennett, CPA and owner of Accutrack Consulting and Accounting Services. I'm also a member of the
2: National Association of Black Women in Construction. During this time in history, justice 40 and accountability in the growth opportunities for black women in construction is astronomical. I felt it was very important to join this event here, not only to promote advocacy, but also to hold our elected officials and our government agencies accountable for what's getting ready to happen in this country with the National Association of Black Women in Construction and contractors all over the country.
1: All right, all right, we're back. And, Ms. Jackie,
3: what news can we use? All right, Ms. Ursula, good morning to everybody. Sounds like we've got a packed studio this morning. And there are certainly a lot of things happening all around the network world. We just came out of uh, Women in Construction Week, which ran from the 9th to the 11th. And now this is Women in History Month, so the whole month is just an opportunity to celebrate women everywhere, no matter what industry they're in. But we just happen to be in the construction energy in, industry, sorry. And so we've got a number of things that are uh, happening. Um, all of our twelve NABWIC areas and chapters are having uh, monthly meetings, and we just encourage you to check out our website at NABWIC o r g that's NAVWIC.org, and just find out when they're meeting. And if there's one in your area, uh, they'll be glad to have you just uh, join them uh, to learn more about what's happening in that part of the country. But uh, on a more uh, official note, we do have Atlanta in the house, and they're doing some great things, uh, particularly during this Women's Construction Month. They've got an Atlanta Next Industry Reception Now, that's happening out at the Atlanta Airport, Marriott Gateway, and that's coming up on March 21st. And then they're going to uh, wind out the month with a walk, a Beltline walk. And so they gather women in the area, and they do some wonderful things. They're going to meet up at the Bell Street Burrito, and that's going to be on Saturday, March 25th. But, Ursula, one of the things that people want to mark their calendar and just um, kind of save the date for is that even though it's not in March, it'll be coming up soon. April 12th, we're going to be having average billion-dollar luncheon in aviation contract opportunities. And so that's just an opportunity that we can hear about the money. Before it gets spent, we can hear all the things that are happening with the planning uh, for construction industry in the aviation sector. So we do encourage you that's a, um, a online event. But you do need to register, so once again, check out our website, org, or you can check us out on Eventbrite and see all the wonderful things that are coming up as far as network is concerned. But that's the news that you can absolutely use. Thank you so much, Ursula. Thank you,
1: Ms. Jackie. And guess what? You gave me some news I can use because I just thought about something. And we talk about Black History Month. We talk about um, women's history. And we know that those things happen 365 years, 365 days of the year. But I just had a thought. So we can use this month, the entire month, to learn things about women in history, NABWIC being one of them, that we can talk about all year. So see if you can write down 12 things this month that you can begin to talk about for the next 12 months until you get re- re-energized, um, re-fueled uh, next year this time. So that's a challenge, both for Black History Month and for Women's History Month. And um, in April is Poetry Month, so we can do that for all the things that we love, okay? All right, so without further ado, I would like to bring Miss Hatch, into the conversation so that we can find out exactly who she is and what does she do and why Network. So first of all, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So
2: first tell us, what do you
1: do exactly?
2: I am a master electrician who owns a small business, but I also work as a power plant operator in the utility industry. So I work electricity on both ends. I make the electricity at the power plant, and I also ensure that it gets safely into your home or to your business.
1: So when you say you make the Mm -hmm. electricity, I'm thinking of, you know, the person with the the um, mythical figure with the the lightning in his hand that's throwing the lightning. What does that mean when you say make
2: the electricity? Well, I work in the power plant. So I run the – I work in the combustion turbine units. So we make electricity with big generators, if that makes any sense. Okay. And how did you get – go ahead. It's a combustion turbine generator that we – it's not the coal ones that people are complaining about, but we use natural gas to make electricity.
1: With your saying that, I now think of three different things that that comes to mind. You have the coal, you have the – what you just said, and then I'm reminded of um, the the fascination I have with with solar, I guess it is where where you have the the devices that you can get the sun and it, it generates light and what have you. All of those things are, are really interesting to me. But how did you get into doing this? Tell me about your your journey.
2: Ooh, I was uh, headed down a different path. Actually, I was uh, going to nursing school and I ran into a retired electrician one day, and he told me to try this. And I tried it, and I fell in love with it. And it was something different. It's not very many, many if any, women are in this field. It's uh, definitely a male-dominated field. And then eventually I, uh, went, during the crash, I kind of went toward the power plant industry for a stable, stable career move. And what do you like most about it? <laughs> Did it meet your expectations? It does. It's, uh, it's like I say it's a different aspect. You when you're an electrician like you learn and you're doing it on one aspect. So that's all you see is from that perspective just for as you as a consumer, you all you know is you turn on this switch and your light comes on or you turn on your stove and it works. But to see how it gets there and it gets there to you or how it's made and to be a part of that process is awesome and I enjoy it.
1: So you you hit it because for me, turning on the, the switch is is what I know. And when I was talking about the mythical fig, figure, that's what I mean. It's all magic to me. I have no clue how of this works. I mean, I did wire something, a lamp when I was a kid, but now as an older adult and
2: I know I
1: have the fear of God to be, I don't know if I want to do that anymore because that stuff can get rid of you. So <laughs> um, walk us through um, – a tour of, of your day um, or a tour of a plant. I mean, for it's, it is mystery to us. So consider us a child, and you're telling us how this works. Just walk us through the plant. See it in your mind's eye, and then tell us what you see.
2: When you come into a electrical, well, mine, like I say, it's a combustion turbine, so it's a little different. But um, our plant, we will come in. So, a generator is a, like your your car engine. So it's a big motor, and it's huge. It's uh, big, uh, like a big. The engine itself is probably about the size of a fast food restaurant. It's huge, and wow. we. We will, it's it's a concept of suck, squeeze, bang, blow. We suck in outside (laughs) air, combust it, add add fuel, and make a, a bang to explode it to turn the generator. And that creates electricity that we send out on the line, which the transformer steps it down To a lower voltage to be able to consume to the businesses and the households. So all you see is the big lines, and then the transformer steps it down to a lower voltage so you can consume it. And which, on my end, as an electrician, I put up the meter cans to be able to tap onto those lines. Now, you you can put it. Go ahead.
1: Yes, ma'am. You just mentioned um, onto a line, and um, when I realized that you were an electrician, I'm going to break it down to the consumer level. Um, I just had an issue with a double tap. So a week ago, I wouldn't have known what the heck that was. But as it turns out, um, we'll have to be careful. It may have been a corporation that actually – did the double tap in order to conserve energy for, you know, and I may have approved them putting me into this program, but it caused a problem with insurance. So, you know, I had to get that undone. Um, What do you know? What is a double tap and how does that affect?
2: A double tap is where you have one line coming from the transformer to the meter can but they tapped off of that one meter can twice to go to several uh to another spot instead of mm-hmm. one 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 line being fed off of that so now they double tap that and they fed your place in something else. And
1: it can be a fire hazard, right?
2: <laughs> if it's not done per code and properly. It can be done, but it has to be done right. If uh, mm-hmm. everything has to be done within code and within within means. It can be done, but it has to be done right. And uh hmm. um mm, Shade tree and stuff, a lot of it was done improperly back in the day. Somebody just did something to get by, and it was not done per code or properly. So that's where the fire hazard comes in because if they go down on the wire size and make it wrong, then it, it can heat up, and that's where your fire hazards come in.
1: When I discovered who actually did it, it surprised the heck out of me. So um, my thought is if you have electricians in your family or someone like you, you should just check it just for the heck of checking it because I would have never imagined that it was done because of who did it. So um, I was grateful that it was discovered, even though I was mad at the time because, you know, I'm dealing with getting electricity, right? (laughs) So um, it was just an, an amazing discovery on, as far as I was concerned. And now it made me alerted to who you are and what you do and the value of what you do. But I'm going to bring somebody else in the conversation and stop making it personal. Um, <laughs> Mr. Gerald, join us and um, help her tell her story.
4: Well, uh, it seems that all roads It's always good to know that Florida is in the house because a lot of people are doing great things in the construction arena down in Florida. Mr. Nell, I know it's about business, but what is it about you that really gives you that passion to share how great it is to be a part of this NAVWIC team, and how long have you been a part of it?
2: Actually I just recently joined Nabwick in December. I ran into Miss Ann McNeil in Orlando doing a um a fire hydrant competition and um I, that's how I met her and and so I, I i joined that next month.
4: Yeah, she does it to you about, don't she? Yeah, she really takes it to the top. So, yeah, I I came in in September, and and it's just been a great opportunity to really help and support building of a great, great organization. What's the next step for you as far as growing your business in that North Florida area and, and helping Jacksonville take it to the next level?
2: I have to step out on faith and um really just pick up some bigger contracts and so i can I can employ more more people, more women, more men, more people that look like us and just bring more people into this industry
4: and the and the beauty of that is that you've got a sisterhood and a brotherhood that really will support and as you start diving deeper and those things that you think you have to take on by yourself, just remember you got a whole team of strong individuals in this business of construction that can help you catapult that, that dream that you have. So welcome, enjoy the ride, and just let us know when we can support because we all are here. Yes,
2: sir, I appreciate that.
4: All right, thank we you. We back to you, Ursula.
1: Thank you, sir. And you know, Network is an incredible experience, and especially that first encounter with Miss Ann McNeil. Um, thank you, Gerald, for for bringing that out. So, um, Janelle, what are what were, what are some of the things that you hope to do in the next? five years to kick it up to the next level. And when you get the contracts, what kind of contracts do you envision?
2: I would like to get some um, continuous and government contracts. Um. how you have that billion-dollar luncheon. I would like a, a, some million-dollar contracts by the end of them five years. That's what the billion-dollar luncheon
1: is designed to do, is to help us um, think big. And I know that one of the things that Miss um, Ann talks about is that when you put together all of these million-dollar deals, they become billion-dollar deals, and f- for us to get part of that. And so you're claiming a million of it already, right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking to existence. That's it. That's it. Miss Jackie, join the conversation and um, tell us about your Jacksonville connection or help us understand the two of you in Jacksonville. I know you all are both rocking Jacksonville like crazy.
3: Uh yeah well again thanks Ursula um so Janelle I'm not sure if you remember me but I've met uh, Janelle in Orlando actually uh, doing the annual meeting that we had this past year and when I learned what she did and you know that she was an electrician power plant plant operator and then being such a young person and having such a a focus and a passion for what she did, I was just totally, totally impressed. And so when I heard that she was going to be a guest on the show, I was doubly excited and uh, couldn't wait to just hear a little bit more about her story. But And I know we're going to continue on with that, but I just wanted to say this, too, Ursula, when you were talking about Women's History Month and just challenging us, you know, just think about that all year long, like 365 days of a year, because you just never know who you're going to meet or, again, what lies in a person's toolbox as far as, you know, all of their uh, capability, their accomplishments, etc. And so, again, I don't know a whole lot about Janelle. I'm hoping to get to know more about her as we, again, foster the sisterhood down in Jacksonville since we're together locally. So that's a very exciting opportunity. I'm looking forward to that, Janelle. Um, but one of the things I thought about, I learned last night that uh, most of us are familiar with Lieutenant Uhura, right? The the um, the woman on Star Trek. And uh, I learned that Lieutenant Uhura, and I, uh, her her real name, of course, is not Lieutenant Uhura, is Nichelle Nichols. Uh, so most people know her as Lieutenant Uhura, Star Trek and uh, for all the things that she did in terms of breaking barriers for um, black women there. But one of the things that you may not know is that she was very instrumental in helping NASA um, become more inclusive of uh, blacks in their space program. And she did a lot of work in, in, in four months. She um, increased the uh, number of people who were part to that space program by over, you know, 150% of what they, they had. Uh, and she remained involved in that. And so, you know, that was a bold world, and she wanted to be sure that uh, women of color were included in that. And when I think about Janelle in her industry, I think, my, that's fascinating, hearing her talk about, you know, the, the, the engine, and how to start that up, and, and that kind of thing. And you think about how powerful energy really is electricity, and she has this opportunity now to impact a whole new world, too, and I just think about that, and just the comparison of the two, Where some people may not think, oh, well, that's a broad comparison. I don't think so. I just think, Janelle, that you have so much potential, and that you have so much focus, that it's going to mean a lot, not only to you and your family, but to other young girls who are coming up behind you, and so I just want to commend you, for the work that you're doing, for your uh, career, and just want to encourage you to just keep at it, don't stop, and, again, there are people looking to follow behind you.
1: Thank you, Jackie. So, Janelle, when you were preparing for today's show, what are some of the things that you were most excited about sharing? Um, So what did you
2: want to tell us? I would encourage any females that there are other opportunities out there than what you might see or that you might be used to. And some of them are challenging, but they are worth it uh, as far as gratification, self-gratification, and even financial. Um, A lot of them pay well, good careers. So, you know, expand your horizon and don't try to fit in other people's boxes. And what are some of the challenges that you've faced You are, uh, most of these fields are male-dominated, so you're going to be a female and you're a, you're a little goldfish in a, a sea of uh, piranhas sometimes, but if you're going there with the right mindset and what you plan to do with a goal in mind, you'll accomplish that goal and you'll you'll get to where you're trying to go. And
1: one of those moments where you were most proud of yourself because you did just that.
2: Share that with us. Yes. The fact that I'm still here, that I that I've made it this far and I've accomplished I I, I finished one thing I, I finished the electrical apprenticeship, so I became a journeyman, and now I became a master electrician. I'm I'm in this, so I I keep moving forward, and I'm not stagnant. I'm not staying still, and I'm not moving backward. So I'm I'm proud to still even be here, to be in the game, and just to say that I'm here. And with
1: your having been here. And- Industry for 20 years, you're no lightweight. I mean, obviously, you know exactly what you're doing and have made waves, and in a position to to um, show people exactly how it can be done and, and inspire young people to follow your path. So um, that's proven by the fact that, like you say, that you're still here. So I my my background is that I love hearing the stories. Um, for historical purposes, family history, and things like that. So I usually ask the question that um, is a little bit different. I want to know what was five-year-old
2: Janelle like? (laughs) Uh, Five-year-old Janelle? Well, my nickname was Monster. So um, um, I'm probably terrible. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so well, I, I want to hear the rest of this story, but I tell you what that tells me right now, that you don't take no stuff off of nobody and, and you can handle this industry. That's why I like asking that question because, see, it's it's a part of the personality to allow us to be able to be who we are. So finish telling me about this, this little girl. <laughs>
2: oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, She's a fireball. She she was then um yeah it was probably a lot to handle for my mom and dad they they just look at me like I'm crazy now they pro- they still threaten to beat me so um I haven't changed much since I was five <laughs> um, I've gotten better and a little more smarter but so
1: for the little girls out there that are um, little baby monsters, then they might be in training to be someone that can change some lives and do some real good. And and the reason I buy into that, there was one time I was in a grocery store and a family came up behind me and there was a an eight- or nine-year-old little child that was just talking her head off. And the adults with her kept telling her to shut up, be quiet. And I turned around to these strangers, and after I questioned the wisdom of doing that because I didn't know these people, but I turned around. I said, you all need to leave that child alone because she's going to make you rich one day as a public speaker. Just laughed, and the little girl just beamed because it just put her in a space like, see, see, (laughs) see. So I am fascinated with little people and who they are at that time because they it is an insight into who they are going to become. So that's why I asked the question. So tell us a little bit more as you you grew through life um some of the tools and and techniques that you picked up that allow you to be able to be a nurse and then an electrician.
2: Um most of my family were in the um, medical field. My mom, my aunties, they, they were did something uh, medical-related. So that's always been in our family. Um, so I went to that, and I figured I'd like that as, you know, it was good pay and I could do that. And I was like, yeah, I don't like people that much. That's not going to work for me. And... I was going to be a longshoreman, actually, and an electrician. I ran into him, and he's like, no, nah, don't do that. Go do this. Go try this. You'll like this. And I was like, okay, I ain't got nothing to lose. And there was a lot of people who didn't want me there, and I stayed to prove them wrong, and I ended up liking it. And the little monster comes out and say, leave me alone. I'm going to do this. Pretty much.
1: That's cool. Congratulations for for holding on to who you are, and and the strength that that implies. Um, okay, go ahead, finish.
2: Me. Yeah.
1: I I I apologize for interrupting, but you got me excited about your story, so. Um whatever you were going to say. Go ahead.
2: I um so I got into electrical and I um I, I went through the IBW apprenticeship, which is an excellent program. And a lot of people if they don't want to go to college, apprenticeships are the way to go. They pay for your schooling and you get paid to work. Those are excellent options. I finished that, and I had took a detour in life, so I didn't quite finish schooling. So I went back to school. I got a bachelor's, um, public administration. And I just I keep trying to make me better and keep trying to figure out how I can help my children and other people's children to uh be a step ahead of where I was, so they don't have to work as hard or struggle as hard that's
1: amazing that's very um inspiring because when you continue to grow when you continue to improve yourself um then there's always an ahead that you can reach toward. I think when people lose sight of the fact that they want to move to a different place, improve themselves, then it's like, what else is there? There's, you know, life is not as interesting as far as I'm concerned. As, lo- as long as you have something you can reach for, then you keep moving. So I I commend you for that. So, um, we're going to go to a commercial and come back and um, get some
0: words of wisdom for you, from you, for your audience. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714- 459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is Yes, we are back talking to the incredible Janelle Hatch,
1: and she is a master electrician that's been in the business for 20 years, so she knows what she's talking about. Now, when we talk about a person and find out about their story, we also want to know what they're reading. What's motivating them? So, Janelle, what are you reading
0: or who's motivating you right now? Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC.
1: Okay. So, in case you missed it, (laughs) we are NABWIC. So, good morning again. Miss <laughs> uh, Janelle, did
2: Did you hear my question? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. ma'am. I am rereading Fascinating Womanhood by Helen Adling, and I had to go back and reread it because when someone handed me this book about 15, 20 years ago, I kind of, read a little bit of it and threw it against the wall and thought it was some foolishness and I felt that uh I should test out and see if I had really grown some and see if I can look at it from a different perspective and I figured that would be a good good uh book to do with so I am rereading that
1: and what what are give us a key point from it um, now you have me really interested in it, I mean, that it, that would cause you to throw it against the wall and then pick it up and read it again. It had to be impactful, so I'm curious now. What's one thing that, that pulled from it?
2: Well, the um the book is off the premise on making you a better woman, to make you a better woman, to be better for society and a better wife. And I'm actually glad I reread it, because apparently, in, I think 2017, 2016, the original author and her daughter went through and kind of revised it. It was originally wrote in, I think, 69, and it was very old-schoolish, and it was just like, yeah, no, I don't fit any of these, and I can't, no, I'm, I'm not with this thought process, and it kind of, They redid it and adapted it a little bit, but at the core of it, the foundation of it is still in – you can still learn from it and still be a a better person or a better woman, period. So it's still helpful. So I I guess I have grown some to, to be able to look at it and see what I can get out of it instead of, yeah, no, and just throw the book, so.
1: Um, Your comment reminds me of something that someone said once about a a very famous author who's a little bit controversial. And the person said the first time she read the book, she had not lived enough life to understand what the person was saying. And after she'd had life beat up on her a little bit, then she went back and she understood more of what the writer was talking about. And a lot of times, and then I add to that my grandmother's favorite song that says you'll understand it better by and by and as life goes on I understand more of the things that she used to tell me back then that you know, I had no clue what she was talking about. So life has a way of teaching you what to listen to and what to, to pay attention to. Um and to understand the things that that are before you. So that's that's a great reminder that sometimes you should go back and re- read or, or revisit something that that you knew was interesting but didn't quite know where to place it or it didn't quite fit, yes. as you said. So my final question to you, um, no, second to the final. <laughs> Who's motivating you or what kind of person is motivation motivational to you? Um, where do you find your motivation to keep going?
2: I would say my fear of failing my children. Hmm. So with the fear of failure, then I have to go on.
1: Okay. That's a big one. That's a big one. Because we can pretend a whole lot of things, but when your children are looking at you, they see the truth, whatever that is. They love you no matter what, most of them. They see what is. And if you keep growing and keep doing, because you understand that That's that's huge So um, At this point want to know What advice do you give to The rest of us
0: mm.
2: As long as you woke up this morning You can fix anything that's wrong And you can keep going You can try something new It ain't never too late to learn It ain't never too late to grow it is plenty of opportunities out here. All right.
1: And I I I receive that because you have done that. You changed careers and you have mastered a new career. Mastered two careers quite frankly. And continue to grow. And continue to be an inspiration to those that are watching you. Those are great messages to hold on to. Thank you very much. And with that, we are going to call it a day, and I'm getting off this bicycle. (laughs) Um, And next week, Jada will be back. And all that energy and all that wonderfulness that she has. We miss you, Jada. Get back here. And thank you all for listening today.
0: Have, Have a great day.